Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Let's get to the storm. The storm. Really intriguing here. Really intriguing. Um, I, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Their spine, in my opinion, is the best in the comp. Now that Apicorosau is at the Tigers, I believe their spine is the best in the comp. But I do think, roster-wise, compared to yesteryear, they are a bit light on... Uh, and the reason why I'm so hesitant to say all of this is because we are talking about the Melbourne Storm ad nauseum. They defy expectation. They defy the usual. They defy what we constantly, any other club put in the positions they were put in would have you know, had these rebuilding years where they fall out of the eight or whatever. But the Storm somehow, some way managed not to. But I can't be dishonest and pretend like I'm not looking at this roster going. It, I don't put them as premiership favourites probably not even second. Um, the closest I would put them to premiership favourites right now would probably be third or fourth, which is maybe the lowest I've had them for, for a while, um, which is how good they are that I'd still have them as, <coughs> you know, maybe fourth or so. Uh, now, it could be a case of, though, now this is glass half full thinking, what was the key to their success over that 20-year period? It was, as we've mentioned, Guru, keeping all the money in your spine, like this crazy spine of Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cam Smith, you know, Greg Inglis at six at times, you know, uh, Gareth Whitaker at times, um, you know, add, add whoever you want in that sixth role. But their money was invested all in that, that, um, that spine area. That is where they may defy the odds 
But when I look at their forward pack, I look at their outside backs compared to yesteryear, outside of Pappenhausen, I go still a top six side, but in a bit of a transition phase. What do you reckon? Yeah, I completely agree, mate. I think that as much as they were getting older and whatnot, Kenny... Um, Kenny Bromwich and Felice Cafuso, I think they're two of the best defensive back rowers in Gotta our be. game. Got to be. Without a doubt. I think still as a combo, too. they are the best yeah. defensive. And still as well. Not not even like just yesteryear. I would argue still the best defensive centre. Uh, sure. Wedges. I remember talking to Branko Lee on the podcast a couple of years ago, and he just said that he arrived down there, and the conversations he was having with um, Felice Cafusi about defence was like nothing he'd ever had before. And mm. it just completely changed him for, for that year and how he was able to, you know, read and what, how to react and whatnot. So I think losing him is going to be huge. There's a reason why he's not the biggest, strongest, but he's getting picked in this origin side every mm. single year because his defence is incredible. That's going to be a huge loss. you got Pappy returning as well. Um, not a doctor. That injury seemed pretty fucked up. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how he returns. <laughs> I think that is a, a actual technical <laughs> actual diagnosis. Term, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good enough. Just in case anyone thought yeah. I was a doctor. I think I've heard that before in, in a, a physio's room before. <laughs> um, so hopefully Pappy returns at his best. I also think it's going to be interesting, as you said, for so long they were built off this big three. And I think that the most impressive thing about the big three was that they would play whole seasons, they'd play Origins, they'd play World Cups and they'd back it up the year after. Munster, Hughes, Grant all played an entire World Cup. Shorter preseason, these seasons are only getting longer and longer. We're going to 27 rounds. It's going to be a massive test for these three mm. to really carry this team because defensively, I'm worried about them on the edges, losing those guys. They get Christian Walsh back. Um, is he going to return as the same guy he was? Yeah, I mean, hope so. Hope, but hopefully. He's, he's an aging front row with a Achilles injury. Once again, not a doctor, but a far from ideal injury mm. for a guy at his age. Uh, I mean, and I'm sort of I'm looking at their forward pack. They've obviously got um, Jack Howarth that they could bring in to play in the back row. I think Tarek Sims is a great signing. You got the kid from the Warriors, Eli Katoa, who's got all the potential in the world. I think he's going to be an interesting one because for any time over the last 15 years, I would straight away go, "Oh, he's going to be a superstar." Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen those young forwards pop out of the Melbourne system over the last two years mm. like they have been previously. This would be a good test to see where Craig Bellamy's at. Because I also think as far as the best coaches ever, I think there's starting to be a little bit of pressure on Craig Bellamy. I think there's no... You cannot deny that he is the greatest player developer ever. Yeah. Because, like, to, to be able to develop what he did down in Victoria, it just doesn't get spoken enough. Like, this is a non-footy town. He somehow... He doesn't go into the market <coughs> when they're superstars. He goes into the market when they're fucking... No one else wants them. Yep. Um... I will say I agree with you in regards to if you had asked me even last year, I would have said Katoa's going to be a superstar. Boom, put it, put it, like write it in stone. But I felt like for Josh King, we had unfair expectations on what he would turn into. Yep. He still had a good year, a good solid year. Uh, this is no disrespect to Josh in saying that he had a poor year, but I don't think. I mean, I, I honestly, deep down, I thought, like, maybe even he'll get a look in for Origin. Like, that's how much I was like, the Storm... That's how highly I rated the Storm system. Um, I will also say, I think their recruitment has almost proven us right what we said at the start of last year, that their forwards were lacking in depth They've, and, and size. Katoa, big body. Sims, big body. Penne, big body. Um Chan, is he a forward as well? Yeah, he's a forward. Is he, yeah. He's Polynesian? Uh, 
I'm not sure what his heritage is. His father actually played for the Melbourne Storm, Alex Chan, years ago. He's coming back. So it sounds like an Asian name. So he might be half. Yeah. Um, Polynesian, maybe half Chinese or something. He's coming back from Catalans. He can play edge or middle. He's actually... I hadn't seen too much of him. A guy sent me a highlight thing the other day. He actually looks pretty impressive. He's a pretty big body, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, big, versatile. He's... Yeah, if one of these guys is going to jump out of the ground out of nowhere in typical Melbourne Mm. fashion, I think it could be him. Mm. Uh, He's Chinese Maori heritage. Well, nailed it. Hey, he said Chinese. (laughs) No worries. My grandfather's half Chinese. It's whatever. He really Do with is. that as you please. Yeah, <laughs> take that and run with it because uh, it's actually true. It's actually true. Uh, everyone thinks I'm a wog, I'm Italian and all that, but I'm actually Chinese. Um, now, <laughs> it, trust me, it throws everyone for a loop. When they're like, oh, what nationality are you? I usually just go, oh, no, no, just Aussie because that's what I really am. And then they keep pushing it like, mate, have a look at you. There's something going on there. And I go, well, all right, well, my granddad's Chinese. And they go... Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. Um, anyway, back to rugby league. Uh, so, like, so I think that proves that, like, they, they probably were lacking in, in the forwards. Now, you could make the argument, uh, well, of course they recruited that because look at all the forwards they got rid of. But those the plans of those losses happen long before the year. They don't just, just mm. go, oh, yeah, we're going to get rid of all these forwards. Those plans would have been before the season even started, uh, most likely. Uh, Timmy, what are your thoughts about the Storm? Yeah, but certainly, I think I'm going in probably with the, a bit like you boys, the least confidence I have from Melbourne Storm side in the last 10, 15 years. In saying that, as you said, they've, they've got the best spine in the NRL. Like, it's unbelievable. The one, just like you boys, I'm concerned about the forward pack. As good as the spine is, if it doesn't have a platform to work off up front, you can't really do anything. It's as simple as that. And I'm just worried about... Is it too big a pack now? I, I worried about the mobility in there between, as you said, Christian Welch coming back from an Achilles injury, uh, Nelson Sofasola-Mona, Tarek Sims, Josh King, Trent, Lo- Trent Loyero, a few of these other boys, even Ellie Katoa. Kamakamitha. all big boys. We're looking at, you see this, the success of more mobile packs in the, the current day of NRL footy. Um, there's two probably low-key ones who I think could play a big role this season in that pack, and it is one to Eli Katoa, who you touched on. Again, he's a big boy. Whether he fixes that mobility issue, I'm not convinced, but really has a bright future if Belliac can get the best out of him. Uh, but Jack Howarth is the one who there's just been wraps on for a couple of years now, and Bellamy's been so patient with him bringing him through. I, I was surprised he didn't get more of a crack last year, but the wraps are there. They've been patient. He's biding his time in the Queensland Cup. He's this agile sort of back row centre apparently loaded with skills. If he's the one who can come in, slot in on an edge and be a strike weapon out there, a younger body, a bit more youth in the pack, it could have a big say in how they mm. go this year. So I'm really excited. Probably see partners, Tarek, on the edge, but I'm thinking Jack Howarth is the man. Mm. Um, I, I like to hang my hat on this call because this call was made... Everyone doubted me. They doubted the beak. They thought Bellamy knew a bit about rugby league. They thought that the Storm <laughs> knew about rugby league and everyone had him as a centre. And the beak stayed strong. I said, I don't think he has a body shape with the mobility for a centre. And look where he is now. Boom, in the forwards. <laughs> just just want to throw that out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, Storm know anything about footy? Well, not really. Come to the beak for your footy information. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> look, you fucking... The clock, uh, even a, a broken clock is right twice a day. 
Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Holworth, for me, is the super exciting one. If you get a chance, go look at his highlights on YouTube. He was a centre in rugby, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And he was a motherfucker. He reminded me a lot of Angus Crichton when he was a centre in rugby union as well. Mm. Similar body shape to Angus Crichton. Similar the way he runs the ball. That great, like, just the hyper-aggressive. Enjoys the contact. Um, I'm super excited for Holworth. And... He could add that mo- mobile punch because he was a centre, uh, you know, like he has played a bit of centre. So he has, you know, he's at least mobile, more mobile than most uh, edge back rowers. That's an area where like if the size and the mobility is not an issue in the middle and they can get a little bit of a roll on due to their size and start hitting guys like Holworth and he can become that kind of like, he's not the same player as a kick out, but he could have similar impact where whenever they need that momentum and they need to create space for a guy like Munster, who you would compare, say, like, is like Luai on, Luai on that edge, that could be their secret weapon. Yeah, and that's where they're going to miss a guy like Brandon Smith because you watched them last year. Every time Brandon Smith took a hit up, they all just got on their toes. Yeah, yeah. It was flood the middle, let's go now. So someone's going to have to step into that role. And as you said, mate, Bellamy's been so patient with this Howard. Oh. Like, mm. we, we spoke about him all last preseason. He played in that trial. Wasn't overly impressive, mm. and I was I was talking to a guy in the Melbourne Storm system during the year, and he just said, "Mate, because of COVID, he hadn't played against grown men before." Mm. So Bellamy has just put him there, plugged him in there for the year, so he can get his body used to it. And I think it is something that we need to remember with young guys coming in over the last year or Especially so. Especially forwards, or two. man. Oh yeah, and I mean, I know he's not a forward, obviously, but Sam Walker is the absolute exception. Yeah. To the rule, it's mm. not even funny. Not everyone is a Sam Walker. Playing in the forwards the way that the way that he's going to play, the target he's going to have coming in, mm. into forwards need grade. that contact, bro. Yep. You need years of contact yep. with men. It's yep. way too hard just to roll in and, and cop. Yeah, and I mean like like there's a situation here where Craig Bellamy, you know, he goes back to the old script and Howarth kills it. Aaron Penne arrives there and kills it. You know, and Alec McDonald or uh, uh, Tepai Maroa kicks on, and all of a sudden the Melbourne Storm. Well, yeah, back to because it, when you look at it, when you look at it, you go, okay, let's say. He does what, as you said, we know the Storm can do. Katoa comes and turns into the player and reaches his potential. All of a sudden, on one edge you've got Katoa, on the other edge you've got Hoa, a young superstar yeah. with another superstar. And then in the forward pack you've got a rotation of, you know, maybe Christian Welsh and Nelson Starr and they bring Tarek off the bench. And, and they've gone from a, ooh, look a bit light to, oh, no, the Storm are a premiership threat, like, yeah. straight away. And so if, if they can get the best out of these young guys plus their recruits... They're laughing. Yeah. I also think the other one that I think it'll be a little bit more prominent than what people are anticipating, Tommy Eisenhuth returns from injury. I reckon he might be a better defensive option out on an edge than some of the other young guys to start. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I like the, the, the punch that Haworth and, and a Katoa could add. Um, but in Storm fashion, they do like their defensive edge back rowers. Yep. As you always say, Kempi, it's like we're ranking the Storm on being premiership threats, which they are year in, year out. Yeah. So while we sound critical, it's like they might not be top two this year, like yeah. predictions-wise. It's As you said, they could come out and be six from six, and would you be surprised? Not at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. We're, we're critical of the Storm comparing it to the Storm standard. Any other club, we would be like good-looking roster, recruited where they needed to, which we said was the forward pack, best spine in the game. Uh, Remus Smith comes back, who was a guy that was super missed last year. They had a basically injury crisis last year as well, and they still managed to finish where they finished, which they were fighting all the way to the last game to be in the top four. You know, so 
Uh, is that correct? They were fighting to the last game to top four. I think they were with, with Para and Para snuck Yeah, in they had that game against Para. Yeah. yeah. Um, George Jennings comes back. Uh, Olam has another year of footy. You know, Nick Meany, he won't be playing six. Obviously, he'll be uh, as a, a depth player, uh, as an outside back. Xavier Coates, another young rookie that didn't really reach maybe as the super heights we thought he would in the first year, but he did struggle with a few injuries, I think. So as I said, it's like, although it's not the roster of Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Greg Inglis, you know, it's not that roster, uh, Michael Crocker, it still has the, if these players reach their potential, it actually can. In Not, not to say that like Cam Munster or Jerome Hughes is Cooper Cronk or Harry Grant is Cam Smith, but I tell you what, they're the next best thing. Like, they're the <laughs> next best thing. Harry Grant, for example. Um, oh, that's what I want to ask about Harry Grant. Are we concerned about him playing 80 minutes each week? I just had 80 with a question mark next. Yeah. yeah. And, mate, I, I was talking to Matty about this the other day. You have a look at the competition last year. Penrith won the con with two hookers. Queensland won Origin with two hookers. The Blues had two I think it's. I well. think it's the way to go, man. Kangaroos just won the World Cup with two hookers, including Harry Grant. Uh, if they want him to be a long-term sort of guy... I do wonder if maybe they do have someone else that maybe starts the first 20, 25, or gives him a spell during the game. I think the only other hooker that's on the roster is Nikarima. You can he's play not Wishart really a hooker. There. He's not really. I would probably say mm. Wishart's better at hooker than what Jaden Nikarima is. Um, I think that's going to be a really interesting spot because I think if they want to get the very best out of Harry Grant over the next 10 years, I don't know if playing him for 80 minutes. Oh, especially with the way he plays. Like, he's not a Cam Smith orchestra that only runs when the game has been set up to create those holes. He's a, I'm going to run and create gaps constantly. And let's say that Harry Grant doesn't get any injuries or anything this year. Um, you know, he's just played in the World Cup. He played an Origin Series. He's going to play almost 50 games over mm. the next two years at hooker. They, they need to take care of him. He's going to have to play another Origin Series this year. And mate, for all we know, like, is Ben Hunt going to play Origin for the next four or five? Like, he's going to be close to an 80-minute hooker in origin soon, mm. too, I reckon. So I think Melbourne need to take care of him uh, if they want And he to has had injuries. Term. He has had injuries, Harry Grant, like little, like, you know, soft tissue injuries and, and, and all of that. And the thing you forget about Harry Grant as well is that, you know, he's only been playing for three years, but he's not a 20-year-old. He's mm. a 24-year-old. Yeah. So he is, you know, he, he's going to be 27, 28 before we know it. Mm. And Melbourne have got a superstar there, but I think they're going to have to take care he's of him. He's so good. Like, he might be one of the most exciting hookers I've ever watched. Like, in regards to pleasing on the eye that a casual fan or a, a fan that knows everything about the game, you watch Harry Grant and the excitement. Every time he, he just, every time he gets out of dummy half, he either, like, takes two or three steps or he'll take 10 steps. You know what I mean? Like, it is constantly exciting. Whereas, um, you look at a guy like Cam Smith. Cam Smith was all about the subtleties of the game, like these tiny details that only he could see. Like, that, like there, I remember... I, I don't know. Do you guys remember there was a period where people were like, I didn't really see, like, what's a bit... Like, a normal fan would be like, yeah, it's just all right. And it was only really, like, the real footy heads was like, no, you don't understand what this guy's doing. Like, he is taking... It was more towards the end of his career that people started going, wow, wow, this guy's amazing. Whereas there were periods there, especially early on, where you you didn't see the subtleties of what he was doing. Um, Whereas, like, I'd I'd argue, like, Harry Grant's, like, a highlight reel kind of um, hooker. Again, he's not even close to Cam Smith at the moment, but I'm just... Like comparing the two, obviously, because that's their former nine. But like, if you have a look at you know the level that Cameron Smith was at at his age, at twenty four, Cameron Smith was already a fantastic footballer. Yeah. But 
You've got to remember, Harry Grant's only played 50 first-grade games. Very early on. So when you strip it back to that and where Cam Smith was at after 50 games, Harry Grant, the path he's on is pretty scary. Yeah. I would I would still say Cam Smith was a, a much more complete hooker at that stage. For sure, yep. But I don't think the gap is as big as people think. Like, yep. as in it, like it's still out-and-out out Smith was the best hooker in the game and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you're right, if you compare the ages and that and, and you know, the amount of games they'd played, um, Harry Grant, put it this way, if, if Cam Smith and Harry Grant were both playing in the NRL at 24 <coughs> years old, Cam Smith would be out and out the best hooker, but you wouldn't be like, Harry Grant's fucking light years away. Whereas you compare their careers, you'd be like, well, yeah, he's light years away kind of thing. And I think if you look in, you know, at the direction the game's going with having two nines in most teams, like being a running nine, I think is more important now than it ever has been. Is, is the... Have, have I brought you across to the, the dark side of two hookers yet? You might have. I think the game has just moved away from the single hooker. As, as I said, unless your name's Cam Smith, I, I just look at like all the pinnacle teams. Like, think about it. The Penrith Panthers were starting Appy Coruscant on the bench in a grand final. Yep. That's how much, that's how specific to the game plan a two hooker rotation was. And so I wonder whether we've we've moved away from it. And I mean, like we, we we said the other day, where does Jack Whiten fit into this Blues team if everyone's fit? We we're saying, oh, we'll just play Jack Whiten as a as a middle forward because mm. having two hookers is so important. You yeah. need one on the bench. Yeah, you just you. Do, I think you do. I really think you do. Just that punch to the middle. So that that may be an area where when you look at squad balance, they probably need another hooker. I do really think though their plan was to have Brandon Smith at the club for long term. I don't, I don't think they expected to lose him. I actually think them. You know, allowing Dale Finucane to negotiate elsewhere was because they were trying to free money up to keep a guy like mm. um, Brandon Smith to play that kind of 13 hook and roll. When you have a look at their forward part. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is the NAS on the edge experiment, is that done? Do you think Do you think they just need him in the front row? I think so. Yeah. You need him in the middle, skill and blokes to get momentum. He's so dangerous on the edge, for mm. sure. But you can you can have both, I yeah. think. You play him as a middle, the skittle mm. blokes, but just from time to time, have your plays, run him wide off a scrum and get him run, running it and getting these one-on-ones with the halves that won't be able to stop him. Like I do think you can do both and not have him as just a straight edge um, back yeah, rower. For sure. On Harry Grant, I suppose the exciting thing about him is you cover it pretty um, extensively, but him and Cam Smith's hooking games are so different. Mm. The exciting thing for Harry Grant is that because he, you're right, he's a highlight reel hooker where he has these big moments and these big runs and scores a lot of tries for a number nine, is that you know under the right tutelage, which you'll obviously get at the Storm, if he can get these the intricate, finer details of the game right, his wrestling, his, his game management, these things he's that Cam Smith mastered, he's yeah. kicking out a dummy half, it's like... The sky's the limit for oh, this kid. Mate. Like, whereas Kev Smith, he might have gone, he wasn't that quick out of dummy half. He wasn't the, well, he didn't appear the strongest bloke on the planet, but he was also one of the best wrestlers we've ever I seen. Saw, so saw. that might be a little bit harsh, yeah. but um, Grant has the attributes to just be an all time number nine 
whether that's as an 80 minute man or a 60 minute hooker uh, you're getting me on board a little bit. I'm willing to enter the, the debate with you now about it. <laughs> you weren't even willing to d- debate nah, me? <laughs> not really. I mean, you just shit chat. You threw an ass shit chat. Don't want to talk the, about the it. The game has just become so fast and so physical these days, that particularly longevity of hookers. I see what you mean. Short term, I think he could be an 80 minute hooker for the year. But if you're looking at preserving him for you know another 10 years, until you're talking about like the Sharks, Cowboys, Eels all had 80 minute hookers this year, finished second, third, fourth. Mm. Um, but, you know, maybe Ivan's got it right with Penrith. Hard to say he hasn't. Yeah, like. because, like, you go, you're right. Like, that's yeah, the Sharks, um, Eels, uh, Cowboys essentially had 80-minute hookers. But then you could make the flip argument of, like, uh, Australia, Penrith, New, New South Wales, Queensland yeah. all had the rotation in a situation where every single one of them didn't need to have that rotation. It was, like, purely choice. Yeah. Um, so the jury is out, though. The jury's out. Like, it yeah. maybe, maybe that's just because they're so high level they can afford to do that and... Other clubs yeah. don't have that guy they can bring on that can be just as good kind of thing. I think the other big positive for Melbourne coming into this season, and I don't know how it Im- did impact them or not, but for the first time, there's no question mark over Munster, Hughes, Grant and their futures. Mm. They're locked in. Everything's mm. settled. There's no media reports and everything happening, even though they seem to handle that stuff really well. Yeah. It's just smooth sailing. They, they, they know what the side's going to look like. They've just got to build their pack around it. Yeah. And another year with a more mature uh, Munster that's, you know, just doing all the right things off the field is yeah. always a good thing. Jerome Hughes, again, he's only in his fucking third or fourth year of playing seven, which is wild. And, and once again, we've spoken about it before. You get all these guys, they come back from eight weeks of World Cup with the best players in the game. Mm. It always has a positive impact on guys. For sure. Um, so what are, we, what are we saying, boys? Top four, top six, finish. Uh, five to eight for me. Five to eight. Ooh, damn. Yeah, I'll, I'll go top six, leaning towards the fifth or sixth. Yeah, I'm going top six. Yeah, I have, like, I have four teams, like, in my definite top four, like, not definite top four, but, like, in my bracket top four, I've got four other teams, and then I've got, like, Storm and another team kind of fighting for that. But, yeah, realistically, top six, conservatively top eight. You just never know with Melbourne. And also, it's allegedly Bellamy's last year, so that could give him another gear as well. Oh, he's the greatest Bellamy. It's always his bloody life. It's been his last year for the last 10 years. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 